Imagine waking up and learning that there were only 22 people left on Earth. Would you have hope for our survival? Or would you just accept that our time as a species was coming to an end? The California condor has faced this exact scenario because of human impact. But it is also because of humans that they've been given a second chance. Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Road to Recovery, a podcast where I, your host, Morgan Jensen, talk to you about a species that has stared extinction in the face and fought back. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that's very important to me, California condors. California condors are the largest bird in North America with a wingspan of nine and a half feet, which for reference is almost as long as a U-Haul truck or as tall as a standard basketball net. Adult California condors have distinct white patches on the underside of their wings and a naked pink head. They're actually bald in order to stay clean. As scavengers, California condors are often sticking their heads inside of animal carcasses of questionable freshness. If part of their food got deep into their wings, it could allow bacteria to grow, which could make them sick. Something to think about next time you see a guy with a questionably tamed beard. For a bird so large, you would think its numbers would be thriving. Unfortunately, the largest threat California condors have faced is humans. Specifically, lead ammunition left by humans in abandoned animal carcasses that were then eaten by California condors. Lead poisoning is the leading cause of death in adult condors. In 1967, the California condor was the first species to be protected under the Endangered Species Act. Even though this was a great step in the right direction, their numbers continued to decline rapidly. By 1987, only 20 years after they became protected, the population of California condors in the wild consisted of only 22 individuals. At this time, a decision was made to capture all wild condors and breed them in captivity. The Los Angeles Zoo and San Diego Wild Animal Park teamed up with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to try and save the species. Luckily, this risky strategy seemed to pay off. Only one year later, in 1988, the first California condor chick was hatched in captivity, and by 1994, over a hundred eggs were produced. In 1992, wildlife experts began releasing California condors back into the wild in Ventura County. Beginning in late 1993, more releases were undergone in Santa Barbara County, California, my hometown. A little background as to why the species is so important to me. Growing up in Santa Barbara, we learned in school about California condors, And me, being a kid obsessed with animals, I thought they were incredible and was always looking for them in the sky. My camp counselors and wilderness school guides were always quick to correct me when I misidentified turkey vultures as condors, which only added to my need to learn more about them and to see them in person. My favorite exhibit at the Santa Barbara Zoo was the California condor exhibit, and I'd always wanted to see one up close to view their massive size. This past summer, I finally got that opportunity. I was lucky enough to get an apprenticeship as a zookeeper as preparation for veterinary school and was able to observe procedures done at the vet office. Although I didn't work with the condors, the time came at the end of the summer where one of the birds needed to have an exam performed. I came in on my day off to observe and ended up assisting and anesthetizing this amazing bird so that it could be x-rayed. I can't even attempt to explain how shocked I was by the strength and size of this California condor. 
My only job was to hold down its legs so that it couldn't get a perch to push off of. It seemed like an easy task, and as an athlete, I was slightly overconfident in my ability to hold it down. When it first pushed against me, I almost lost my grip. Luckily, I recovered quickly and the exam went smoothly, but wow. Watching the veterinarians open the condor's wings to their full span while standing right next to them was incredible. The wings literally reached from one side of the room to the other. Being able to have this personal experience with the California condor reignited my interest in them and their road to recovery. As I said earlier, the largest threat to these birds is lead poisoning from bullet fragments left in animals. In 2007, the Ridley Tree Condor Preservation Act was signed in California, which created a non-lead hunting zone in the California condor's habitat. Then, in 2013, Assembly Bill 711 was signed, which requires non-lead ammunition in the entire state of California for the killing of all wildlife. Because of the combined efforts from this legislation, as well as the continued efforts of wildlife conservation to breed California condors, their population, as of December 31st, 2022, consists of 561 individuals, with 347 of those birds flying free in the wild. Pretty great jump coming from only 22 individuals. Even though things are looking up for the California condor, there is still more to be done. Lead poisoning is still a major threat, as not all hunters are following the non-lead hunting legislation. Additionally, other states where California condors are being released have yet to even implement these laws, such as Utah and Arizona. While programs are in place to incentivize hunters to use non-lead ammunition in these regions, more can always be done. We can help the California condor population continue to grow by creating awareness about the dangers of lead ammunition and calling for legislation to ban lead ammunition for wildlife hunting across the nation. In addition to promoting awareness and non-lead ammunition legislation, there are ways to help California condors from your home. Picking up micro trash or small bits of trash such as broken glass, bottle caps, can tabs, and other smaller broken down pieces of trash helps prevent condors from ingesting them or from feeding them to their chicks, which can be fatal. You can also be sure to safely dispose of garbage and possible poisons such as antifreeze safely. Lastly, if you're lucky enough to see a California condor in the wild, you should report the sighting to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service California Condor Recovery Program and be sure to include its wing tag number and color so that experts can continue to track and monitor the health of these birds. If you're interested in learning more about the California Condor Recovery Program, you're able to watch live footage of condor nests by visiting the Condor Cave on Facebook or watch captive California condor breeding at San Diego Zoo Global. You can also research zoos and wildlife facilities near you to see if any are a part of the California condor recovery program, in which case you may have the opportunity to visit these birds in person. Thank you for listening to Road to Recovery. Be sure to tune in next time to learn more about a species that has been brought back from the brink of extinction. I'm your host, Morgan Jensen Magney. See you next time.